something isn't working, right? Like there are these barriers, right? These blocks. And so my goal really is to engage in this process and see what those are. What are the parts? IFS, like what are those parts of us that are protecting us from connection? Because when those parts get to relax back, we have this connection is actually effortless from the core of who we are, from our true self. Welcome to Love, Laughs, and Lessons, the podcast where we create a safe and inclusive space to have open and honest conversations about all things relationships, from romance to family dynamics to friendships, and most importantly, the relationships we have with ourselves. I'm Dr. Frankie, a clinical psychologist, board-certified sex therapist, and expert in human behavior. And I'm Denise Ray, certified matchmaker, science-based dating and relationship coach, and intimacy and relationship coach with over a decade of experience. Join us on a journey through life's love, laughs, and lessons. Hello, everyone. Dr. Frankie here. Welcome back to another amazing guest series on the Matchmaker series. We have another matchmaker who's awesome. We can't wait to share all of her amazingness with you all. Um, For those of you who are unfamiliar with me, I'm Dr. Frankie clinical psychologist, board-certified sex therapist, and matchmaker, CEO of Little Gay Book, Little Black Book Matchmaking. And this is Love, Last, and Lessons. And I am here today with Denise Ray, who's my co-host. So I'm Denise Ray, matchmaker, certified matchmaker, client and relationship relationship, uh, expert, and client service director at Little Gay Book. I got a little tongue-tied for a second, forgot who I was. Because I'm so happy that Sophie Singer is here. And Sophie is a master of the heart's connections. Sophie began her illustrious career in matchmaking as a dating coach and a VIP matchmaker at one of the nation's premier matchmaking firms. With her innate ability to understand and connect people, Sophie quickly distinguished herself through numerous successful matches and profound insights into the art of love. Recognizing the need for a more holistic and a more authentic approach to matchmaking. She embarked on this visionary journey in 2018, founding her boutique agency, Sophie Love, which I love. I always I always say Sophie Love. I love that name, Sophie Love. I love that name. And <laughs> Sophie Love, she just doesn't create matches. She fosters genuine connections based on a deeper understanding and a mutual respect. Sophie's approach is transformative, focusing on healing and authenticity in an often transactional space. She believes in the power of personal growth and self-awareness in the journey to finding love. And she advocates for a more mindful and introspective approach to dating. So welcome, Sophie. Welcome. We're so thrilled to have you with us. Um, And, you know, we can't wait to hear all about... uh, you know, some some nuggets, drop some jewels for us. How you do what you do. You want to hear it? Yeah. Thank you, ladies. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. Um, just feeling feeling really grateful to get to share this space and time and hopefully share share some nuggets with our audience. So what do you do you specialize in a specific part of the population? And do you work all over the country? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll start with that. So my team and I work with people all over the country, um, nationwide. I occasionally have even had a client that 
kind of goes between, let's say, like New York and London or whatever. But generally speaking, and um, we we do matchmaking. We do a hybrid of matchmaking and online dating concierge services, uh, digital matchmaking. We do a lot of coaching. Coaching is pretty much part of every single experience that someone, um, any type of client experience with us. We run uh, live events where we bring singles together. We it's like matchmaking meets authentic relating personal growth. And we bring, I curate a group and they come together and we do an authentic relating, really beautiful workshop for all of them. So they're like diving in and meeting each other all at once. Um, Yeah. There's definitely like no small talk (laughs) at all. Um, There is some later, but uh, we, we, we get people really kind of to come towards their edge. Um, But there's some icebreakers before we get to this. Right. Yes, there are. There are. Uh, it's almost like you have to break and thaw the ice with yourself. Actually, um, nice. that's what we do in these in these um, events. And I just had one on Saturday night. I did a collaboration with F forty five. I don't know if you're familiar with the the workout. You know. I just heard about it last week. I feel like all of a sudden it got lots of traction. Well, yeah. So it's been. I mean, I've been. I used to go to F forty five pre pandemic, and so it's like a boot camp, a circuit forty five yeah. minute workout. So. The one that I go to here, we did a collaboration. We did a singles workout and it was mind-body connection. And so everyone came in on a Saturday night. We had like 23 people, 24. We did a 45-minute strength workout. And then I did an hour-long authentic dating reframe workshop with everybody there. And we played things like the curiosity game and a connect to other and connect to self. And I just really want people to... Uh, you know, at these events, people are like, oh, I want to meet someone, right? Like their goal is to like, I hope I meet someone. Of course you hope you meet someone. But in the end, I'm like, I want them to walk away with something that can truly like change the way they show up in life and in the dating space. So yeah, so that's kind of the basics. Like we, we service nationwide, male, female, all ages, all races, religions, generally, I match people who are straight. I just don't have the database. You know, I, I refer my um, LGBTQ to amazing humans like you. So, um, so yeah, so that's what we do. I love that you partnered up with a gym because we used to run speed dating events, circuit speed dating events at the gym. So they would rotate. The singles would just rotate. That's, each other. that's what he did. So that's yeah. what that's what Amazing. our coach did. He had them rotate. But what I love about it is that my goal is for everyone to get out of their heads and get into their bodies and their hearts because connection does not happen in the mind. And right. that is something that is so hard for most people to just wrap their minds around, right? Like, it's it's like love is a feeling that happens in the body and in the heart. And yes. and the longer you stay up here at the top, like the longer it takes you to take get that 18-inch journey down into your body and your heart, the harder it is going to be to connect. And so when when people are working out, they're just getting into their bodies automatically, right? They're moving. Mm-hmm. Um and it's, it was amazing. It was a really great event. We we had an amazing, uh, the feedback has been phenomenal. And there were some matches made. We run, we facilitate the introductions after too. So when you go to an event, you actually don't even have to worry about asking someone for their number. You're, 
everyone's registered on our end and we facil- we have them say who they wanted to connect with. And for all the mutual connections, we introduce them. We send out their emails and phone numbers to each other afterwards. So takes off so much pressure, right? Yeah. Takes that pressure off. And then, and then they're on, they're in an experience as opposed to feeling like they're on a date and the desperation is, you know, and not that every, not that I'm saying everyone is desperate, but that feeling of pick me, pick me, you know, is, is put to bed. Right. Also, the pressure is not there where you're having to sit across a table and look at each other, which can feel really intimate really quickly. And and this is moving around and. Yeah. Having fun and doing something that either you've always wanted to do or something that's a part of your, you know, your routine, yeah. something that you love. Yeah. I mean, I like to call it the anti-mixer. I'm like, this is not a mixer. <laughs> Singles mixers are so cringy, right? Like it's so cringy. And also, yes, the goal is to bring down the stakes. Like, uh, like dates are so high stakes. They feel that way because you're sitting there and you're evaluating and you're being evaluated. And so I guess my goal with everyone I work with, my members, my clients, everyone is really to reframe how they experience dating. Because if you show up attached to the outcome, evaluating, feeling like you're being evaluated in your head, not in your body, and having very surface level conversations, you are going to dislike dating. It's a bore. It's it's a chore. It's a numbers game. It's a means to an end. Is that how people connect? That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So again, I'm, I teach a lot of, and we do a lot of coaching in authentic relating, which I think is truly the antidote to dating boredom. Like I teach them how to have, I teach them about, I love to teach about the three levels of conversation, which people just love when they go out on dates, well, in life, period. I but hear. What? I want to hear, share. Yeah, and, all, and I'm sure our listeners want to hear. Yeah, so yeah. this is a good little, this is, this is, I would say, one of this the four nugget. basics of the authentic, of authentic relating and definitely of my approach. So there's three levels of conversation. Level one is informational. It's fact exchange. It's usually the driest form, right? Not emotion, like, we, we are here have, recording a podcast. You're a psychologist and a matchmaker. I'm a professional matchmaker and a date coach. Here we are. It's sunny. It's 73 and sunny outside in San Diego. Awesome. You know, th- they're just facts, right? Or at a restaurant. It's cold outside. Um, level two is personal, the personal level. And that's where you get a little bit more emotion. You're learning about, it's actually your feelings about the facts, right? I love being a matchmaker. I... I went on this trip and this is what I loved about it. Oh, I'm looking forward to X, Y, Z. Here's how I feel about whatever either I'm looking forward to or I did or I am. So it's a so you are learning at that level about someone. You're you're expressing on you like your own values. So you're starting to get a little bit more emotional and personal. Now most conversations level out at level two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Level two exists usually in the future or the past. It's something you either did before that you're talking about, something that you look forward to, um, something that you're engaged in, like your job, whatever. Level three is the relational level. And that focuses and drops in on the here and now between you 
and the person that you are sitting across from talking to or walking next to. So that is usually where people don't even think about going because we're an autopilot. We're just ping-ponging, ping-ponging back and forth. Once you drop into the present moment between you and another person, like what's alive for you in this moment, what's happening, that is completely unscripted. It's always new. It's never happened before. And it is where the most emotionally intimate connections happen. And it requires slowing down, connecting with what's actually happening in the moment. Example, I noticed myself feeling a little bit of jittery nerves right now as I'm, because we're recording, right? Mm -hmm. And so I noticed myself having a little bit of these recording nerves, even though I've done this so many times, it feels nervous and exciting for me, right? Um, That's me sharing what's alive for me in the moment. And suddenly you're revealing more of really who you are and there's just more to connect to. You're more connectable. Vulnerability. Right? Yes. It's edgy. And you invite the other person to be vulnerable. Right. So we, so we teach also staying, it's not just being authentic, it's authentic relating. So there's one thing about being just releasing your authentic feelings. Right. And then the key is to stay in connection. What is it like to hear that? Mm -hmm. Like, what's it like to be with me? Sometimes I tell people a great date question. How's this date going for you? Like, I, I'm, I'm posing it to myself as well. Like, I, I'm just curious. Like, you know, when everybody gets on these dates and then they start shutting down, like you sit down, yes. and you're like, oh, they're talking <laughs> about their ex or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. If you notice, just notice yourself shutting down, like, just be like, I know this is kind of a weird question, but my crazy matchmaker has all these, you know, like tips and tricks and having me do all these, to, like show up in the new way. I'm really trying to be more authentic. Like, how is this state going for you? Like, what's it like? How do you experience me right now? I'm really curious. Okay, so Sophie, what if the person is not into the date? What What if they're like a deer in headlights? So, oh, okay, so so if somebody asked you that and you weren't enjoying it, they're probably asking because they sense that something's off, right? Yeah. No, I mean, you gauge what the person says. Like, if they're like deer in headlights... I mean, my response would be like, okay, because now you're you're getting communication from them, body language, the how, not the what. Mm-hmm. There's there's the what people say and there's the how they say it, right? So when there's a dissonance between those things, it's energetically you feel something's off. Yes. Yeah, they're acting like everything's okay, but you can tell they're not having fun on this date. Like, have you ever been on a date or had a client say, it just felt like he didn't want to be there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. And of course, Absolutely. they're feeling that they're they're dis- they're they're feeling and then it affects everything. But that's an assumption that that person's making. Imagine if you could stop and be like, "Hey, I'm noticing myself having an assumption that that like you're actually not that excited to be here. Like you're not actually having fun. And I want to check that with you. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. But I'd rather just know, right? Like." How does it feel for me to ask you that? Are you open to answering? So that's really adult, really, really adult. And you know, right. we're adults, but uh, behaving as an adult all the time can be really hard, especially when you're in a vulnerable spot, you're dating. Right, so right. The person has to be ready. They got to be right, ready. For- right. And the thing is, these these questions and these practices, they're very 
You, you can make them your own and they're not easy at first because none of us have learned this ever in our lives. I literally did not know this until two years ago. When I studied authentic relating, I'm now in the authentic leadership program. I run these and that's why we run these games with them in our events and things like that. It's like the more you practice, that's why I tell people, the more you practice, the easier it gets because then you'll see like your immediate response, Frankie was, oh my God, what if it's a deer in headlights? most people don't actually react. That's because that's your worry, right? Your fear is that they're going to react and be like, what in the hell did she just ask me? But actually when things are tense like that and something is coming up, it's actually like a relief to be able to reveal what's happening instead of sitting there trying to manage and withhold, right? Manage the truth and our thoughts and our assumptions. Oh, Actually, like, I don't know. I thought you you seemed really like you didn't want to be here. That's what, like, suddenly you're giving permission. You're like, let's just talk about what's here. Let's shine the light on what's alive between us right now. And a lot of times the assumptions are not right, right? Yes. But you, if you don't check it, your entire experience will be colored by mm-hmm. that assumption, right? You'll experience it as you are, right? Yes. I think we... Most of us don't want to harm or hurt anybody else. And ourselves. Yeah, and ourselves. ourselves. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of, it's like, I could see it being a relief, but also a, an opportunity for them to challenge themselves and be honest in a gentle way. It's gentle. Exactly. You're not, I mean, honestly, you could just say, like, I don't know that it's harmful. It's 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 not aggressive. It's actually... Not only is it asking the question, like, I notice, I know, like, also when you say I notice, or I have an assumption, automatically it separates you from that thing. So it's not saying, I think, I think you're not having fun on this date. That's right. I feel like you're not, I feel like you're not having fun on this date versus I notice this assumption coming up in me and I have no idea if it's true. Mm -hmm. And I want to check it with you. Like, I noticed something like there's a story I'm telling myself as I'm talking. Yeah. And it feels like maybe you're like, and again, this might be my own stuff. Like it feels like you you like you maybe want to get out of here. You're maybe not having fun on this date. And so I'm I'm wondering, I'm wondering, I'd love to check the assumption if you're open to answering. And also would love to know how it feels to even be asked that. Like then you're staying in connection. Suddenly you care about what it feels like to even hear this question. And again, I know these things sound really unnatural and weird, but the more you practice them, and that's why I tell people the best time to practice them is on a date when you show up, the kind of date you normally would shut down and be like, oh, this is not my person. It's going to be a waste of my time. No way, man. This is the perfect. The stakes are low. You're not interested in them. Just practice being heard and seen and seeing and hearing another mm-hmm. and just practice this because the stakes are low. So when you're across from someone who you were like, Ooh, I like this person. <laughs> it's going to be easier. It's going to be easier. I like so. it. I like it. I like it a lot too. And I can see, <laughs> and it doesn't sound weird at all. And I could see the other person feeling heard and seen that you were attentive, attentive enough to notice that something was a little bit off. And so, yeah, maybe I do want to share, you know, this with you. And thank you so much for asking, you know, and it it could be unrelated to the date. Like, we don't know. So like you said, why make that assumption? It could be totally unrelated. It could be 
you know, something else. It also is a reflection, I think, of confidence and absolutely showing that you're not afraid of intimacy. Yes. Yes. And you're showing them that that you're there to hold them, whatever they're experiencing, right? Like it could be that they had the worst freaking day at work and they're That's distracted right. and maybe they're scared to reveal that because we're told we have to be a certain way on first dates. We have to be <laughs> the glossy ambassador version of ourselves that doesn't have a bad day or doesn't hate their job or, you know, you have to be happy, go lucky. Right. But that's not what people connect to. People connect to the messiest parts of being human. Mm -hmm. And so it's this invitation. Part of authentic relating, one of the pillars is reveal your experience, share impact. It's like Mm -hmm. revealing that gives so much permission to the other person. And suddenly now you're dropping in to the moment. Now you're now you're talking about what is happening between you and them in this moment. And it's so much more connecting and interesting than, I don't know, like where you went on vacation last and what you do for a living. The facts are only going to sustain one's attention so long. Yes. And and you get so bored with saying the same thing over and over and over. It's these 50 questions that Mm -hmm. we all have the answers to. And now they're even canned. So now, again, we're on automatic. We're not even... Yeah. Paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do you guys mind if I share this little game that I just played at this event that was just so it's called the curiosity. It's called the curiosity game. And I'm really trying to encourage everyone to play it on dates. Like literally be like, I have this game, somebody taught it to me, and I just want to play it on the like with a new person, right? So what it is is it truly it it teaches. Um, people how to engage in conversations that feel alive for both parties, right? So have you ever been in a conversation, the person's asking you questions and it's kind of like you either don't want to answer them or they're like boring to you to answer and you're just bored answering? Oh yeah. Okay. So the game goes like this. Initially, it's A and B, uh, like a person A, person B, right? You're on a date. Um, initially you just fire off questions like a normal conversation of anything you're curious about, anything. Like, just go for it. Person B answers. Answers or says, I, I, you know what? I don't, you, you have the permission to say, I don't want to answer that. I don't feel comfortable answering that. I, I have no interest in answering that. Fine. As person B is answering the questions, person A also has permission to interrupt once they've heard enough. Once it's like, okay, I've, I've had enough of this answer. I'm kind of getting bored. Okay, but we set the context. That's the game, right? You're allowed to interrupt and say, I've heard enough, okay? So they go through this round of like a couple minutes of asking and answering. Then in the next round, same A, B, is, A is still at the asker. But this time A is gonna ask B more questions that they're curious to know about them. Just it can be like, I wonder, like, if you just broke up with someone. I wonder, like, anything. Just go, be selfish in your curiosity. And person B is going to rate those questions on a scale of one to five. Five being, I can't wait to answer that question. That's alive. Like, I'm excited to answer that. One being, that's the worst frigging question I've ever heard. I have zero interest in answering it. And they're just going to rate each question, okay? And so suddenly person A is going to ask a bunch of questions and find out which questions their partner actually wants to answer. And then in the final round, they're going to ask those questions based on the ratings. And the conversation that takes place in that final round is 
are questions that person A is so curious about and person B is so down to answer. And those conversations are alive. Like, it's crazy when we do this in a group because people, I have to ding them back in, you know, after their two or three minutes. They do not want to stop talking. They're like, oh my God. You know, it's like you can feel the energy. So that's a little example. And I've been having my clients play the curiosity game on their dates. Oh my God. <laughs> I love it. I know. Who... Who determines when it gets, the ding goes? How do you shift? I tell them just, to, I tell them like, I tell them I'm like, you can take out a timer. Like you can take out your phone and just set a timer for like two minutes for every round. This is really easy. Just be yeah. like, and, and you can even skip the first round of like the, just be like, first, I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions that I'm curious about and you just rate them for me. Yeah. And then I'm going to ask you them based on the ratings, right? So in general, are people responding well to that when they're doing this with their date? I've only had a few handful of people do it and they had fun with it and they really enjoyed it. Look, in the end, it's fun. It's it's just one other fun way to kind of break up the monotony. I would say, like, you know, how many times have we sent our dates? I used to do this all the time. I used to send my dates out with the the, you know, the New York Times, the 36 questions. Yeah. I mean, it's the same idea, right? Everybody's got there's decks of cards, there's the how do we getting to know each other? I mean, Esther Perel. I mean, there's there's a million different ways, right? To like break it up. I am all about like people starting to lean in to truly lean into their curiosity, be edgy with it, right? Stay in connection and have conversations that feel alive for both people, right? Not yeah. just you or not just them. So I think it just, it's call, it's calling upon the idea of taking a risk and not knowing how the other person is going to react. Because our clients, we coach them, right? But we don't necessarily have as much access to their, you know, coaching opportunity with their dates. At least the way we work, we don't always have a ton. Right. It's about, you know, it's okay. You lead the way. As our client, you invite your date to be more authentic. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And I think, like I said, people, like when you're sitting across from someone, you may have done this authentic relating workshop. Obviously, they probably haven't. But when you model this and you set mm-hmm. this context, you're literally, you're, to me, it's actually like, I see this as like healing the dating space. Like to me, the dating space is so transactional. It's so broken these days. Mm-hmm. And so this is like a, I don't want to call it like a healing salve almost like (laughs) this practice of revealing your experience, sharing your impact. Can I tell you what it was like for me to like, I felt you most when like, think about when you're hearing someone share a story, like, don't think of what the next thing you're going to say. Just listen with an empty head, like an empty and just see where you get excited and lit up. And let them know, I felt you most when you said this, you know, you're sharing your impact of what they said, not this like immediate ping pong, because that's where connection happens. Well, there's this fear, right? That we're not going to know how we're going to keep the conversation going. What if there's a lull? There's a silence. Right. So oh, we're often what if it's awkward. Our response. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I think that pause is where we invite curiosity, like that discomfort is important. Oh, yes. We do a connect to self where we're like, if you notice yourself resisting, just God, just welcome that resistance and, and 
cherish the silence. Like silence is so, un- I, I find it uncomfortable too, by the way, uncomfortable. But when you like lean into it and you slow down, like slowing down is medicine in all of life, right? And so even on a date, like you're on a date, if you're just like, oh my God, oh my God, you can always say, hey, can we, I'd like to slow down for a second here. Like this conversation is moving fast and I actually noticed myself trying to think of the next thing I'm gonna say. Again, just revealing, reveal what's happening for you. Like I noticed myself, wondering, like, I I'm, I feel like I maybe just even tuned out of your last answer. Like the last thing you said, could we like slow down for a second, take a breath? I don't know. Like give them that opportunity to, again, everything that you do and you model, it's like you're sharing it with the next person. And it's, that's why this work is a ripple effect, right? Like it affects everyone you interact with. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sophie, how did you get from where you began to here, to this, to this space now? Because what the work that you're doing, the work that you're doing as a healer and a matchmaker mm-hmm. is very different than, you know, corporate matchmaking. So, yeah. so tell us about that transition, please. Thank you for asking that. That's a question that's very alive for me. So I'm going to tell you that I appreciate being asked that. Um, so, so a part of what I do is still traditional bespoke matchmaking, meaning the search, the vetting, all of that, you know, taking someone's checklist and their parameters and where they're at in life and all those things. Right. So we, we still provide that. Um, but what I, the way it's changed is that that process, the matching, the dating is truly like a vehicle for, um, healing and growth and self-discovery along the way. Because, I mean, even people who are in the work, like doing work on themselves, true inner work, it's like you can only do so much on your own. Then you need the mirror of the other, right? Yes. As we all know, dating and relationships, they're going to bring up all the things that you need to work on, right? And the people who come to us as matchmakers, I mean, they're single. Oftentimes they've been single for a long time, and something isn't working, right? Like there are these barriers, right? These blocks. And so my goal really is to engage in this process and see what those are. What are the parts, IFS? Like what are those parts of us that are protecting us from connection? Because when those parts get to relax back, we have this connection is actually effortless from the core of who we are, from our true self. It's one of the qualities of true self, which is connectedness, you know, courage, confidence. There's all these C words, right? So how did I get from point A to point B? Um, You know, I became a matchmaker and a date coach because of my own journey trying to meet my own husband. I used to like write about it, the trenches of dating. It was so hard. It sucked. I started dating in like, I, I broke off an engagement in my late 20s had to restart. I thought I was going to be married with a kid by 30. That didn't happen. Online dating had just started. Like, so reverse back, like uh, uh, almost 20 years, like 18 years ago. Um, there were no, sw- there was no swiping. It was J-Date, Match, eHarmony, you know, um, OkCupid. And so 
There weren't That's apps, it. right? There weren't even apps back then. We had to go on the no. computer. It was it was on my computer, email yeah. only, messaging. That's it. There was yeah. no there was a there was chat on the app sometimes, yeah. like instant messenger thing, but yeah. So I I dated a lot. Like I over a five-year period went on over 150 dates. Um and I became the person that everybody came to the, oh, and then I met my husband and I met him on eHarmony, nice Jewish couple meeting on a formerly Jewish, um, formerly Christian <laughs> dating site. Perfect. Um, and randomly, like we connected in person three months after the match had originally made. It was totally like, and I met my, and people just started sending me their friends and their family like, oh, Sophie's the dating guru. Like she's been dating like a maniac, blah, blah. So I started coaching people and just guiding them on this, like helping them navigate the journey. And I myself had a therapist and then and mentors and people who helped me. And it was hard. It was hard as shit, man. I'm sorry. Like I'm like it was so excruciating and painful and mm-hmm. such an emotional roller coaster. Anyways, fast forward. Um, I did this for years. I still had another job. Then I got I had my I had my twins. I got married. I had my twins. I was kind of transitioning out of wholesale apparel, the stuff. And then I got an opportunity to potentially go work for a large matchmaking agency. I got hired, um, had a couple engaged within three months. I was like, this is my jam. Like, I love talking to people about this. And I love it because I was on that journey too. And I understood like how hard it was. And I loved the coaching part of it, even though that wasn't really included in the service. I was all about it. So I just did that. Um, And I continued doing that. And then... A couple years ago, I started my own healing journey. Like I woke up basically. Like I don't know how else to describe it, but I started doing work with an internal family systems coach. And despite 20, over 20 years of talk therapy. And so just to let you know, like, I am someone who came from some pretty big traumas, you know, and I won't go into a ton of detail, but, you know, I, 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 my father, you know, killed someone and went to jail when I was 17. So like big atomic bomb blew up in my life. Then my son was diagnosed with an inoperable brain tumor Wow! when, when my twins were five, thank God he's doing amazing right now. Wonderful. But, but you see, like, all these things had happened and I had talk therapy, talk therapy all these years, just kind of navigating my way through this, but not healing and not mm-hmm. even knowing how everything that had gone on in my life was actually like dictating how I showed up. And of course, I had anxiety all the time, all the things. And so I started this healing journey and whoa, it was like untethering. Like suddenly all these light bulbs went off and I was like, oh my gosh, all these parts of me have been like at the wheel of the bus. And I suddenly began to come into this loving relationship with all of my parts and started healing them and started having access to self, like who I actually am. Suddenly all those clouds started to part and the sun, the source that's within me was there. And I was like, oh wait, so this is the whole like love yourself thing. This is the love yourself, like true self-love. I hated when people used to tell me you have to love yourself first before 
someone else can love you. You're like, that's so cliche. Like, like, what? Yeah. That just irritated <laughs> the shit out of me. I was like, never say that. That's so triggering to me. It yeah. always was. But then when I when I began to love these parts of me, like, oh my, this is love. Like I love every aspect of who I am, all these parts. So for those who are listening, it yeah. sounds like internal family systems therapy is actually yes. what had the biggest impact for you. Yes. Yes. And then in addition, I started to immerse myself in authentic relating just as like a offshoot of that, which I mean, IFS is like authentic relating with yourself and it, and, and authentic, you know, it's truly right. It's, it's coming from a place of compassion and curiosity for other and for yourself and for all parts of you. And so those two sort of became to me kind of the cornerstones of like conscious living and conscious connection completely changed the way I show up as a wife, a, ch- a daughter, a sister, a friend, a matchmaker, all of it, like every aspect of my life changed. And then I, it's just all this, all these light bulbs went off. I'm like, oh my God, this is also what made it so hard for me all those years dating, right? I was mm-hmm. managing these parts of me that I was ashamed of and withholding and so much energy goes into that, right? And I always thought like, if I just meet my husband and have babies, then I'll, then, then I'll, then I'll be fine. Then I'll be fine. Well, guess what? I met my husband and had babies and I still wasn't fine because life yeah. keeps happening. Okay. And, you and get all- challenged more. Yes, it's just you're challenged beyond. That's you're challenged beyond. It's just gonna keep break those those parts that have been like exiled away your whole life, like all those pain, all that it's there and it's just gonna get louder and louder and louder. And eventually you cannot run away anymore, right? Like, and so thank God I found my way and this worked for me. And so I I don't know, like I just felt like this is this is this is it. Like, this is the way for people to consciously connect and they don't have to try so hard. And I started understanding what were the barriers, right? Like what's blocking them from connecting? Why are they going on all these dates and not liking anyone or a person right. isn't liking them back? It's not that. It's just, there's so many assumptions and stories and yeah. narratives and emotional walls up, right? That protection. We just, we, we become really good at protecting ourselves. Yes. And IFS, almost all the parts are protectors. There's, you know, there's the exiles that are the super, super traumas, but all the others are just managing and protecting, trying to help us through life because we can't go through life flooded with pain, right? Like, right. We'll survive. No, exactly. But, but I, I really like to like bring this awareness to my clients so that they start to understand because the minute those light bulbs go off, they completely show up differently. Like just automatically, they don't have to try. Yes, that's so, really, so beautiful. Really quickly, just because we only have a couple minutes left. Okay, so Sophie, who's your ideal? Tell us, like, who for those who are listening, who's your ideal client? Who should reach out to you? Hmm. An idea. You know, um, honestly, anyone who is looking to not only meet a so a person, obviously single. Um, and, and again, like I say straight, but it, it, we, we run coaching and programs for everyone. It doesn't matter. LGBTQ, awesome, awesome amazing. Um, and But really anybody who is ready to, to do something different and to really change 
the trajectory of their life. Okay. And I always say like, when we hit a wall, which is like for most people we talk to, the wall that they've hit is I can't meet someone. I can't get into a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like what's the common denominator? It's us. It's us. And so, and so my, my, my biggest successes are with people who come to me and they're like, whatever I'm doing isn't working. I'm open. I'm ready. I'm, 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 I'm ready to try something new. I'm, I'm open to growing and I want to meet someone. So, so like, I want to do it all. And to me, doing it in conjunction is ideal, right? It's like the work just happens. It presents it, itself as we move through the process. And so really like anybody who's ready to change their results permanently, like how they show up in life, like come over, we'll do all the things, right? This isn't about handing me a a, a checklist and an order and having me deliver it like a, a, a human, like waving my magic matchmaker wand and creating some man or woman that they envision themselves with. That's not what we do, you know. Frankie. Yes. No, you know, we don't do that. We're not making them. Yeah. Right. It's really just allowing for us to turn inward and do the work that can allow for true, real, almost effortless, real sustainable connection. And that's what I'm here for. So beautiful. I'm yeah. like power filled. Yeah. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sophie, how can folks find you? Um, so they can find me on Instagram. It's matchmaker Sophie with a Y at the end, S-O-P-H-Y at the end. Uh, my website is Sophie.love. So it's my company is called Sophie Love. So it's www.sophie.love. Um, you can just click there. It's absolutely free to be in my dating directory in our database. We also notify everyone of events that were happening. Sometimes we pilot events and they are free. Sometimes we charge. Um, we're running an authentic dating reframe course in the new year, which will be really affordable and amazing, an amazing way to kind of change the way you experience dating. Um, yeah. And just as long as they just fill out, they can just fill out the free profile and someone on our team will reach out if they want to schedule a call, you know, to learn more about what we're doing. Awesome. I got so many amazing ideas and absolutely. thank you for sharing so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for letting me go on and on about the things that I love the most. I really appreciate it. I could feel that passion. Mm. For sure. For sure. (laughs) Amazing. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Find Sophie. She's amazing. And uh, we'll see you next week. Kisses. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review, or share this podcast with anyone you may know who feels misunderstood, confused, or who needs some relationship insights to empower their next move in life. Follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook using the handle Dr. Frankie Bashan to see some fun behind-the-scenes great appearances and share your thoughts and ideas for future episodes. Until next time, keep embracing your unique story and look out for love, laughs, and lessons.